And welcome to the Dark Side of Soul podcast. This is Joe. This is Sean. And we welcome to you. Welcome you to. I think this is our last show of the new year. The last show of the old year. Of the old year of 2021. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, yes. This will be released right before the new year. Happy New Year. All right. Hmm. How was your 2021, Joe? Um, I will admit. I mean, it was. It was fine. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I spent a, a time with you every week. That was good. It's always good. Yeah. Uh, mm. Generally, the, I. I Looking back, uh, we're not doing we're not doing a year in review this time, um, mm-hmm. but um, our tours started picking did better in 2021 than they did in 2020. Mm-hmm. Generally, um, and I think it's been good. I'm ready to get things back going again. I'm ready to get the tours going again. I think the mm-hmm. the podcast is mm-hmm. 2021's been really good for the podcast. Excellent, yeah. Thank you to all of yeah. all of our listeners for sure. Um, I'm hearing Followers. new ghost. I'm hearing no new ghost in my building. <laughs> Have I talked to you about this one? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, okay. So I've been doing an experiment, and it's been a fairly successful experiment. Even though those of you who don't understand the situation, might think this is sad. But I've been sleeping. I've camped out in my stu- home office slash studio this is where i sleep <laughs> where you are right now right you, i spend most of my days here in this room in my nights i spend the night in here too it's just i'm a very i'm just one of those sleepers that just no one can sleep next to <laughs> i i guess <laughs> So, <laughs> and also, you know, I like to, I, I have a different schedule than the rest of my family and I, I like to stay up and I like to read and uh, it gets, I get so annoyed by being told to turn off my phone when I'm in the middle of looking at something. And so it helps. And then on top of this, um, one of the best purchases I've made recently has been a weighted blanket and that's really made me sleep well. That's been good. So I've really enjoyed it. I'm saying, nice. yeah, I got a nice thick yo I have on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, quite comfortable. It mm-hmm. totally sucks when I have to get up in the middle of the night to pee. <laughs> Cause I'm not like jumping out. I'm not like, I have to get up from the floor. <laughs> it's right. hard. It gets harder and harder at my age to do that. You have to roll. And yeah. Then I, get up. I have to do like a yoga pose to get up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I hear all these things crack. <laughs> oh, oh man! I mean, it's 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 the the Hamlet question you ask every night when you wake up. It's like to pee or not to pee. That is the question. Yeah, when you get up, is it but, nobler? <laughs> oh man. I'm trying to think of a funny way of, do, of saying slings of arrows of outrageous fortune. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to talk a bit about say slings of Ojum. 
Okay. Is that, is that today's? Is that our Korean word sling, of the day? <laughs> sling, slings of slings of errors of outrageous ojum. Oh, yeah, that could be. oh no, no. <laughs> That'll be our I, Korean word for the day. But okay. what's this new? What's this new? Wait a minute. But you said you were hearing a new ghost. You didn't get. To oh gosh! <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> bringing me back for. to the track. Um, yeah, I think it's the pipes in our building. Hmm. But it, it sounds like someone um, practicing drumming on a plastic drum on a plastic bucket, <laughs> uh, really badly, and it 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 occurs all during the day. But but you can really hear it at night. It's just this dum 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 from from upstairs. <laughs> it's not directly upstairs. It, it, I think it's just something to do with the pipes, mm. the ghost in the pipes or something. Walking on the pipes over here. Yeah. Supposedly, we're, we're just more stuff about the ghosts. Mm. Um, like I said, we're, we're built on top of cemeteries. I'm pretty sure they didn't. I don't know. I don't think they moved all the bodies. Um, <laughs> I mean, I saw right near us at Gang, right near our station, Gang Station, you know, there was a beautiful hillside cemetery that in the past year has turned into a baseball park. Oh boy. Well, if you build it, they will come. The ghost will at least. Yeah. 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 I think you, I think you told me that before. Yeah. Field of screams. Field of screams. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, happy new, anyway, happy new year. <laughs> happy new year. Um, so we're going to, I, I, I felt like, Ooh, you know, we, we, we talk a bit about Jonggak, which is the center Bell Tower, downtown Seoul, also called Bushengat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what we uh, ring the new year in with. Uh, uh, new York has the ball that comes down. Everyone has these special. What do they do where you're from? Um, well, some people shoot shoot rifles. You're not in Alabama. You're Okay. All right. All right. Actually, you know what? I've seen that in in Germany. People are shooting guns. That's the first time I ever saw people like shoot guns for New Year's was in Germany. That's, that's yeah. a very. I think that's a common. It's a common thing in in rural areas anywhere in the world. Yeah. Oh man, that was scary for me. With any kind um, of hunting tradition, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, where my family's from, in near Mobile, Alabama, um, they they drop a moon, a giant moon pie, which is like a choco pie. Because Mobile's known for its Mardi Gras, where they throw, they're the only one with Mardi Gras that throws moon pies from the floats, beads and moon pies. Yeah, candy Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's a moon pie. Anyway, uh, in in, in Seoul, we ring bells. We ring this bell, and it's televised. Uh, And there are also a few little dark things about the area that. You you you're going if you're visiting Seoul if you're ever in Seoul you're definitely going to go here. I think and I think people I think you should definitely mm-hmm. go go to the go to the Belfry and see this old bell. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a key tourist spot. Like there's a, there's a there isn't much to see because the bell is way up in the fry and you, the Belfry and you can't get into it. But um, it's a very historic thing, so. If you're passing through Insadong somewhere, Chungaichen, 
stop by the bell. Yeah, do that. And now, mm. now that everything that that Sean has said, I'm going to rip all that apart. <laughs> <laughs> or, or gonna, make, make yeah. it more interesting. I'll make it more interesting, but I'm also going going to um, uh, class some icons. Um, so the Jungno area, the whole Jungno area is named after the bell. It means bell street. Jungno Mm -hmm. means bell street. Um, the, during the Chosen era, 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 the, uh, which is the, the dynasty that had Seoul as its, uh, capital, uh, the Jungno intersection four-way intersection was one of five designated execution sites. Uh, the others were in Namdaemun, uh, Seinamto, Mugyo, and right outside Sosumun. The only one I know for sure where that is is Namdaemun, honestly. <laughs> I think yeah. some of those areas have been renamed since since I probably found. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, mm. the Jungno intersection was a major square, uh, and uh, there there was this story that keeps popping up in all my research when I was talking about executions in Jungno. Is this one? Um, uh, there's this execution at uh, Hejonggyo. Now, if you if you go around the Gyobo building or the Gwangamun Post Office, you might see this fake bridge. It's, it's a bridge that goes over this this newly made concrete gutter is supposed to look old, but you can tell it was recently made reconstructed. And this, this is supposed to be where Hejongkyo was. You'll know it when you see what looks like a, a, a sundial there. Mm-hmm. Um, so supposedly there's this uh, thing they were doing called a uh, ping uh, which is a, a execution style by boiling to death. Now, really, yeah, now they would do this in China, but it wasn't really something that was, that was common in Chosen Korea. But there's a story that keeps popping up, and it's around the time of uh, King Yongjo, who I, uh, and, uh, just, I just recently did something about Yongjo on, for my program on TBS FM. Uh, longest lived king in the Chosen Dynasty. Uh, father of kings of, of Prince Sado and all that stuff. We've talked about him a bit mm-hmm. and he really loved chestnuts. That's why I talked about him. Mm-hmm. Really love chestnuts. Um, anyway, who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't like chestnuts? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a corrupt official and uh, uh, they decided to excommunicate him, exile him, but they did it by creating this, but by, by I'll I'll tell you this 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 is the description by a, a Japanese uh, official who is in who, who witnessed this a Japanese witness of this event. So they set up a cauldron at the Jungno in, intersection, and they put up firewood, and you know of course filled it with water, and a folding screen was set out in front of it with a military tent surrounding it. And then, you know, wine was set up on the table. I guess, you know, I think we've talked about this where, where people would get drunk. They get the, the condemned drunk or something like that before execution. Yeah. Yeah, we did in the execution episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
And so the executioner executioner would arrive. I keep imagining this guy with a hood and a briefcase coming in. Hood and a briefcase? I don't know. It's like he arrived. Sorry, I was like, fellas. <laughs> Sorry. Tied up in traffic. <laughs> um, so executioner arrives uh, uh, and he t- takes the lid off the pot and sets the lid upside down. And then they dunk the tied up official into the water. The executioner reads the sentence and then puts the lid on the cauldron and they start the fire. <laughs> but fire. fire after they after they start the fire and they let it go for a while, they let it go for a while. The executioner removes the lid, takes the prisoner out and tells him to play dead. <laughs> And so the the prisoner just just act just falls down just pretends to be dead. And they put him on a on a like a cart or a stretcher, and the family walks walks him through town. And they act like he's dead, and he has to pretend he's dead until he uh, exits the city gates, where he symbolically becomes a living corpse and he's excommunicated. So even though the official doesn't die, it's still not a good thing. Yeah, um, essentially, it's just more like humiliation. Well, yeah, but it's still excommunication. Sure, right, right. But I mean, but but that 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 process leading to the excommunication was was probably pretty humiliating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, the Jonkak bell, the bell itself, um, uh, to, to go along with this, uh, it was forbidden to ring it unless you were officially allowed to do it at a specific time because it's like it's like today <laughs> it's exactly the same oh yeah today. yeah but but the reasons are different yeah and the punishments are different <laughs> because it was punishable by death <laughs> if you play with the bell because the whole city uh that that was the way people kept time was by the bell um and if you think about it, it was a way for the king to connect with the public. The same way maybe politicians connect through mass media. It was a way for the king to tell everyone, this is the time to do this. This is the time to do that. So basically, it, 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 in a way, it, even if you don't see the king, you feel his presence because you're ruled by the bells. That's how your day goes. Um, there were a few incidents over the years of people ringing the bell and kicking the bell or something like that for different reasons. A, a monk kicked the bell, but he, he was mentally disabled, mentally handicapped. And so they, they let him go. And a lot of them, they let them go. Uh, but in 1670, um, a citizen from Gongju, uh, Isejik, he kicked the bell and he was caught. He said he was doing it to accuse the conservative party leader, So Indang, of conspiracy and it turned out his his accusation was false they found it out really easily that it was false and he was in prison and then while in prison he confided in a guard that that he really did this because of some civil dispute i think down over in gongju and he ran out he ran up to Seoul and rang the bell to just act out because he was upset about a civil civil dispute hey sound familiar sean yeah yeah and, and that's yeah and i was also thinking that's a long way to come in 1670 from yeah Jesus soul. 
still two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're referring to the burning of Namde Moon Gate mm-hmm. back in 2008 mm-hmm. because guy was pissed off of some civil dispute decided right. to act out. So anyway, um, EJ, 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 uh, confided this into the guard and guard was like, uh, that's pretty petty, dude. Uh, reports it to the hires up and he say Jake is officially sentenced to death, but he died in prison before his sentence was carried out. Mm. So those are, that's kind of like the dark history I found from the area. It is a major execution ground. We say on the tour that, um, women at night, women would avoid doing their business in that area. Cause they, there were headless ghosts in the area. There are a few of them. I think we've yeah, we've talked about it on the show a bit. There's some bad. There's some bad things that have happened there. We've talked in the past shows. Um. So, like we say, the the bell tower. This is the bell we ring in the new year with. Um, the original location when it was built in 1396 was closer to the Chungi Chun. The bell was cast in Guangzhou, not the Guangzhou you're thinking of. The other Guangzhou. <laughs> <laughs> the one in Gyeonggi province, not, not the famous one of the Gwangju uprising, mm-hmm. by the way, um, another sidetrack reading a really good book right now, recommended to me by a new friend of mine called human acts by Han Kang. Okay. Uh, Han Kang also wrote, um, the vegetarian, which is a very popular book, mm-hmm. which I'm going to read next. Oh my God, Sean, we're uh, when we get down to the Guangzhou uprising slash massacre, whichever you want to refer to it, um, refer to this book. This book is a horror book. It's written like a horror book, horror novel. It's it's all about ghosts and rotting bodies. Mm. Oh, it's so. Didn't we, already, didn't we already do an episode on Guangzhou? Um, done so many now. Almost no, we have not. We have not done. Uh-huh. We, we keep saying we keep missing it. <laughs> we keep, Sorry, we, every I, year we keep saying that we're going to, and then we go, oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, they, we don't record in time. That's right. We don't do it in time because we pre-record, and we're like, oh, hmm. we missed it. Well, we'll do it again next year because we want to do it right. That's yeah. one of those big ones that might like like the the June struggle. Uh, mm-hmm. like, 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 uh, um, Yu Young Chul, this is one of those big ones. We, we don't want to just like, uh, we don't want to half-ass it. We really want to do it properly. I was and, or like this. Yeah. Like the sorry Jung in episode as well. Mm, that, and we, we had to rush kind of rush to make that a timely release, but yeah, we, yeah, those kinds of episodes. Yeah. We, there's a little bit more effort put in episodes like that. Yeah, this one. There's so many. There's so many sides in that one. As you know what well, I was thinking of? Cover everything, right? What I th- what I'm thinking of is when we talked about Chun Duan. That's why, because we did talk about him in a in a couple episodes. Ah, oh, we have talked about Chun Duan. Yes. Yeah, and um, maybe Former the dictator. disasters, disasters episodes. Is that the one? Chun Duan was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I was thinking of. But yeah, maybe yeah, next year on the anniversary. We'll, we'll yeah, I'm definitely doing it because now I'm glad I'm reading the novel. And gosh, it's it's not a hard, it's an easy read. It is just dark. It's, oh, 
Sean, you got to read this. It's good. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I usually read, I have, I usually have my audiobooks going like when I'm going to bed and I couldn't sleep when I had this on because I just, just so pulled into this. It's so good. Mm. 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 We'll return to the podcast after this message. Get our comic book, The Dark Side of Soul, Weird Tales from Korean Lore at our website, darksideofsoul.com or get it at Comixology. If you're in Seoul, visit the Dice Latte near Huegi Station to get your copy. Written by me and drawn by Tim Bauer, it's 50 pages of folkloric dread. And now, back to the show. Um, so anyway, it's built in 1396, uh, in, uh, Bell's Castle Gwangju, Gyeonggi-do. Um, in 1413, a proper two-story bell tower was built on what is now the Jungno intersection. Uh, in 1592, destroyed by the um, uh, the the Japanese, Japanese. invasion. Imjin yeah. War. Imjin. Yeah. Imjin War. Yeah. Imjin. I know. I know. I spelled Imjin. it wrong. I know. I spelled it wrong. It's like I was like I was thinking of Imjin cheese. <laughs> I do this. <laughs> I do this. Uh, please, advice to everyone: do not get my brain. Do not. Um. So it's fifteen ninety two destroyed. Sixteen nineteen. Um. The bell tower re- rebuilt. Uh. This time as a single story structure. Um. And it, it, there was there had to be a new bell. And the bell they put in was a bell that was originally from Wangaksa Temple, mm. which is currently Tapco Park. Um, history about that bell. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that Mm. bell um, was was originally from Wangaksa, but you know we talked about Yonsan Gun, Mm. Prince Yonsan, the King Joffrey of Korea, um, (laughs) when he was transforming that place into his personal pleasure palace. He removed the bell in 1504, and then it resided over at uh, Sunlemun, Namdemun. Uh, 1536 1597 it was over in myung pass which you might guess is Myeongdong. um and uh, then it was it was uh put into um the bell tower uh move ahead to king gojong who um <laughs> there were like four fires <laughs> under his reign surprise surprise it's like <laughs> king gojong just Everything screws up under King Kojong. Well, one day we're going to get to him. <laughs> uh, he also renamed it to Boshingak. Because why not? Uh, it had something to do with earth and sky and balancing the elements and stuff. Um, He was, he, he may have been quite big on that kind of thing too. Cause he also bu- built the Huangudan, mm-hmm. which was the, which was the altar that he used in the last few years of his rule to pray to the gods of agriculture. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big complex that he built in uh, the 18 late 1890s. So, um, Gojong, uh, well, they hand over Korea over to the Japanese under the colonial period. The, the location was moved away from, moved a little further back to around where its current location is because Jongno is becoming a very busy street and they had to do a streetcar and all that stuff. The trams. 
Mm-hmm. So it was moved to a different location, just where it currently is, rather than in the middle of the street. Uh, it was totally destroyed in the Korean War, Bell and uh, Bell Tower. Um, rebuilt in fi- the it was rebuilt in 1953, uh, and they, I think they had they didn't really have that bell. They had like some substitute bells for this or something. Oh, never never mind. I, it was saying it was like the everything was destroyed. This is where I'm I'm really all mixed up on this one. Like what? Where are they doing? And this is Sigmund Rhee's time, mm. and it's right at the end of the Korean War. Um, and but that 1953 was when they started uh, ringing a bell, uh, the big bell for, um, oh, over, yeah, for the New Year. Well, they, they the Japanese. I'm going to go, but the Japanese actually kind of started it. But um, when it became an official Korean event, Seoul event was in 1953. Uh, the the over in Jungno. Um, 1971, that's when they were starting the first subway uh, line and Jungak station was the first station, I think one of the first stations. Uh, so they were building that in 1971. They, um, they did some excavations. They found out that, uh, that the bell tower was originally two stories. Um, and so they decided to reconstruct it in 1978 out of concrete. Yeah, and that's a, they rebuilt Kwang um, uh, Moon out of concrete. Okay, and it stood, and it stood I, for decades. I take that back. Just the bell tower was destroyed in the Korean War. The bells, the bell survived. The bell survived. Oh, okay. Okay, so bring that back. Um, so yeah. Uh, what you see right now, what you see right now, is a, is a concrete structure, and this was this was a holdback. We were talking about uh, 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 President Park and his uh, tendency to just rebuild stuff with concrete, rebuild historic sites with concrete. His fetish, it's concrete. Yeah, just yeah, just just everything's concrete and paint it red. Just do that. Uh, and a lot of that was because of lack of material as well. It was cheaper and faster uh, to build with concrete. Okay. <laughs> but he loved it, for sure. Now, concrete now we have and barbed wire. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, and so uh, the bell was replaced in 1985. Uh, a new bell was cast using modern methods, and that is what currently resides there. So sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> This historic site you're talking about is concrete well, from 1978 and the <coughs> bell that was made in 1985. Well, but I mean, like, it's historic in the same way that Kumbukun is historic. Nothing, I mean, there's very, like, Kwanghamun isn't, that's currently there isn't historic. Um, it's in an historic place. I mean, it represents history. What, than, yeah. What I tell anything. people is like the way, way it's done in Asia is you don't let an old site just rot away. You, it's, it's still a living, breathing structure. So mm-hmm. it's just continuing right. on. Right, right. So, just, like, just like you yourself. Pretty much none of the cells in your body right now are the same cells that were in your body 20 years ago. But you're still the right. same person. Right. Am I? I hope I'm better than I was 20 years ago, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you are, Sean. You are. Yeah. 
So, so the new bell was patterned after the MLA bell, which mm. we should do a show on that one sometime. Um, do a whole show on bells, actually. There's tons of folklore on bells. Mm. Yeah, mm. but people say, you know, it's not like it was in the old days. They say that the, the new bell is very cold and metallic sounding compared to the old bell. But you can still see, still see that bell that they replaced. The one that was cast in nineteen in 1468 is now at the National Museum of Korea. Mm-hmm. Now, the bell is the big symbol of Jongno. If you ever go in Jongno and you see this little character on a lot of signs, it is not a condom. <laughs> People are asking, is that a like condom? It. it looks like a condom with a smile on it. <laughs> it took uh, me... It took me like a, a, I did a double take when I first saw it. I was like, what the hell is that? Was, and I was alone when I first saw it. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. And I think it was by that time, I, I had already known that Chongno meant Bell Street. Uh-huh. And I saw it. And then I saw it again later that day. And I was like, what is that? And it says in, in, you know, it says in Korean Chongno and it's in English as well in some places. Yeah. Chongno. So and I was like, oh, it's a bell. It's the bell. <laughs> so but it's, the, it's shaped like the Jungno bell, <laughs> right? And it looks like a condom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. looks like an un, an unfolded condom, an unrolled condom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is penile. It is. It's very phallic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if they still do this, but it was supposed. To, supposedly, it was rung like every twelve times at noon every day except Mondays. And there was there used to be a guard ceremony. I know that's no longer happening there. No, yeah, and I think it's been rung on other times, like presidential inaugurations and some national holidays. Hmm. Thing is, I'm not really hanging around that area at those times, so I don't know for sure. I've not seen it happen. I don't. Yeah, I like these days. I don't think there's any. I don't think anyone's consistent. There's no consistent schedule for for its ringing. It's all. It's all um, through custom, uh, seasonal customs and things like that. Um, but maybe, I mean, <laughs> but this is the great I, research we do for you folks. Well, but I mean, I don't know. I didn't look into that, but I mean, I know. Why should I'm I pretty certain. I'm pretty, I'm, I am pretty sure it's not, it doesn't have a regular schedule. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't seem like because I, I think I would see people go in and do something. I don't know. I've never. I've, no, I don't think like so. I've, I've been in that area around noon. I've been there in the evenings. Um, when, let's say like five and six when a bell would be rung to, especially yeah. back in the day, like to signify curfew and things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it, it's always locked whenever I'm yeah. by there. It's always locked. Mm. Oh, you can get some great photos from behind it too, with the Jungno Tower yes. juxtaposed yeah. on there. And you get and you get closer to the the belfry itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much yeah. better than the the main front at real way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So let's go about New Year. Um. So uh, we we do the countdown, and then it is rung thirty three times. And yeah, that was funny because like the first few times I saw this on TV, I was like, when are they going to stop ringing this bell? <laughs> this is going on forever. Hell, man. <laughs> it's only 12 o'clock. It's, yeah. It's the 24th hour. Is that what they're doing? 
Yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's um, so it's thirty-three times. Uh, now it's derived from a Buddhist tradition of ringing a bell like one hundred eight times to remove the one hundred eight human sufferings. At least they're not doing it one hundred eight times. That would really get that would beef up your arms though. Mm. If you did that, mm. now I have I have done the one hundred eight bows before. Have you ever done that? Yeah, and there's a there's some temples uh, that have one hundred eight steps up to a statue yes. of Buddha. Yes. Mm. Uh, one hundred eight bows, though, man. Uh, it's I. It's what I call cross. It's CrossFit. Uh, I went to a temple. I, I did a uh, Sungasa in Pukansan National Park. is an old mm-hmm. temple, old temple grounds, and uh, our our top tier patron, or one of our Tokebis, uh, Joel. Uh, he did a private tour, a private tour with me, and asked me to, to design a private tour just for him. And I took him to that temple. And we walked up the 108 steps to the, to to the steps. statue. And, and then he's still did, there. You didn't do the 108 burpees. No. Oh, gosh. Man, I was sweating. That was, that's a, that's a workout. Do that sometime. Yeah. Oh, you did. You said you did that. Okay. I have. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, Japan started ringing in the new year. This is, what this is more of a Japanese Buddhist tradition is this uh, the bell thing with ringing it a certain number of times. Um, it's, it was started uh, to ring in the new year in Korea in 1929. It was broadcast on radio stations because it's traditionally, you know, Korea didn't really ring bells. They were, uh, they were fire cannons on the new year to ward off evil spirits. Uh, yeah. So that would have been the royalty that would have done that because commoners obviously you know of course didn't have access to cannons right the commoners still don't have access to cannons they do not so yeah, i know what happened right. to the second amendment dudes <laughs> i want my plane that Gosh. bomb stuff yeah um but no so it was the it, it was cannons uh and fire arrows these are the these are the two main items used to ring in the new year for the aristocracy, but especially royalty on palace grounds because fire arrows used gunpowder. And so uh, they made, they yeah. made crackling, they made crackling sounds. Yeah. Let's so, do this in a city built of wood and straw. Right. I'm not sure where they fired them, but it would have been on palace grounds. Uh, and, uh, but fireworks would have been used like more like firecrackers actually. Yeah. Um, like probably the old style they're on like uh, strings and stuff. So mm-hmm. it would have just took a little in order to get w- the requirements, the things to, to, to make firecrackers work. It was easier for, for the commoners drums, but also bells were used, but by commoners and they would have used them in uh, uh, like little tiny bells. They would have had in their homes and things like mm-hmm. that, but temples may have used their bells, Buddhist temples because um, they all mostly have bells. Uh, and also shamans, shamanic shamans themselves, bells are important to their rituals and have been in the past. They would have been used in rituals as well. Um, and so there is, again, the, the Dongguk Seishigi, that the book about the seasonal customs yeah. in old Korea, um, that highlights New Year's traditions of the Chosun dynasty. And it, it does say how cannons and fire arrows used exclusively by the government. Uh, but they also use the other means that were used by the commoners. No, but those well. are meant for more for Sol for lunar new year. 
So I think it was under Go. Was it Gojong that that started moving Korea to the Gregorian calendar? Um. Uh, well, yeah. Well, that's right. Like they they were, and I'll actually we'll get into this in a little bit. But um, the whole idea of ringing this bell itself and celebrating New Year's on the, in the Gregorian calendar the way they do now, it, 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 there's linkage to the old ways of cele- celebrating. So, and which would have been. Yeah, so the lunar new, the Asian East Asian lunar new year. Okay. Right. Well, the the bell is rung 33 times like I've said. Um uh, that's how many times it was rung in the Chosen era uh, around 4 a.m. to open the the eight gates, the four main ones and four other ones and it's to align with the 33 heavens. Mm-hmm. So, wait. They kept time. They ring the bell, and that means curfew's over. Open up the open up the gates. Um, so for the New Year celebration, there there's now uh, as of 2010, uh, 16 bell ringers. And they're all carrying this. They're all holding this large log on suspended on two ropes, and they they do this together, and they try to really <laughs> 16 people on this thing trying to coordinate that. Uh, but uh, the ma- the people that are always there are there are five that are always there: the sole mayor, uh, the chair of the Seoul City Council, the superintendent of education. Because because of Scott, you got to you know. Um, police commissioner and the um, head of Jungnogu, the the chief of Jungnogu. The rest tend to be celebrities, uh, you know, sports celebrities, uh, movie stars. Um, in recent years, I've seen some popular foreigners uh, dressed in hanbok, of course, because you got to um, ring the bell. So uh, yeah, that's that's how it is. Uh, for that evening, uh, the Jonggak Station is shut down. The trains just go; they just move past it. So most people going to the celebrations get off at the stations around it. Mm. Traffic is closed down. And this only started in the 1990s. So before then, I just wish, I mean, I wish I was, I wish I could see someone in the 90s. All the stories. Yeah. Yeah. All the stories. Yeah. But um, you know, my first, like, and it's interesting because I knew about this because my first New Year's Eve, I didn't go to Chungak. My first New Year's Eve in Korea. Um, uh, yeah. I, w- I just, I w- this is always too cold to go out there. For well, me. I didn't care about, <laughs> Right, I didn't care about that, but the I, I went to Hongdae, and I remember asking Korean friends like, "What do you do on New Year's Eve?" Because I, I generally didn't, genuinely <laughs> no, didn't. You have to sing that. What are you doing, New Year's? <laughs> no, I didn't New sing Year's it. Eve. <laughs> Maybe if I sung it, they would have told me, "Oh, you got to go to Chungak." <laughs> no, they. My Korean buddies like, "Oh, let's go to Hongdae," and I was like. What's that? Because I hadn't been to Hongdae yet. Oh, no, no, no. I had. I had. Sorry. I had been there like the week before. Or no, no. The week before was Christmas. I was in Sokjo maybe two weeks before that. So he's like, mm. let's go back to Hongdae. And I was like, oh, all right. Okay. And I was thinking, oh, I guess, you know, they, they go to pubs and stuff like that, like we do back home. And I was, so we we're walking around and it was kind of dead. There was no one around. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is pretty boring. This is lame. And then, and then my friend tells me, he's like, oh, well, actually, you know, a lot of people end up going to Chonggak. And I was like, where's that? 
And he said, that's near, you know, he's like, you know, Chungno Samga. It's like, yeah. He's like, it's in, it's in between Kwanghomun and, and Chungno mm-hmm. Samga. And I was like, yeah. oh, I said, well, why didn't we go there? He's like, I just thought you wanted to go to like a pub or something. I was like, dude, no, <laughs> I don't want, I wanted to do something that Koreans do. So it was a boring New Year's Eve. Uh, we almost got, I never yeah. have a good one. I never have good New Year's Eve. So, so I've, I've never gone to the Jonggak. I've never done any. I've rarely have done any of those big events any any time. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I went to Jonggak my second New Year's Eve. I made it up. So point. you have done and, it. And that's, yeah. And that was, and that was the only time. It was, I only went once. Yeah. Because it was too crowded. It was just too crowded for me. Crowds are not my thing. No. No, same here. So um, yeah, there's some warnings I've been reading. Like the crowds get really pushy towards midnight. Mm. So you, if you if you lose your balance, you can get trampled on. So they suggest if you're with others to cross, lock your arms together, take them down with you. Yeah, um, be a Some some dummies start setting off fireworks. Oh, among the crowd in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, Oof, that's nasty. That's know, why I hate crowds. Yeah. Of course, these days, more and more protesters using this mm. as an opportunity, especially after Park Geun-hye, the president, got put in prison. Her nasty supporters come out. Um, also, uh, lots of pickpockets and perverts. Lots I've heard about the per- the pervert thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard of and read about a lot of cases of groping Um and um, attempted rapes and things like that. <gasps> oh my! But but mo- like mostly like groping. But I've heard stories of girls being grabbed, mm. and well, young women being grabbed, and yeah. like being pulled somewhere <sighs> by by some douchebag, and um, trying to use the crowd as cover. But and I heard this from a, from a Korean friend years ago, and she said, um, but. He very, but it was the crowd that actually that gave him away. That someone saw him doing it, so they were able to help get to the help the young woman. But that guy got away. Oh, good, so good, the crowd, good, good, the, good, good, good. No, the guy got away. The guy. Oh, the guy. I think said the girl got away. The girl got away. She was saved by the crowd, but people were. It seemed like most people went like to her, which I maybe you know most people seems like got to help her. And then in the confusion, that guy got away. He was, uh, he, he just, he disappeared in the crowd. Mm. So don't know who that guy was. He may have ended up being someone that got arrested for, uh, for other crimes later. Yeah. It's not a one-off kind of thing that people like that do. Right. Yeah. They'll pretend, so, to, they'll pretend to boil him in a cauldron. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Toss him in. Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, um, yeah, they've been doing it right. They've been doing this particular tradition since 1979 when the new complex was built. The new pavilion was built out of concrete. Um, but this was a big deal up until curfew was lifted uh, in the early 80s. Was as I mentioned, we mentioned the Christmas episode. Was Christmas and New Year's were the only times that they didn't do curfew. So that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um. So in other cities, they also do bell ringing ceremonies, uh, even though Seoul is the big one, of course. But for in Busan, it's over in Yongdusan Park. In Daegu, it's uh, at uh, it's the Dogulbol Daejeong Bell, or at, uh, over at Gukche Bosang Movement Memorial Park. Gwangju, the Bell of Democracy. 
I'm talking about the good, the, the other, the Guangzhou, you know, the Bell of Democracy in the square in front of the former uh, Zhongnan Provincial Office, which I think plays a big role in the novel I'm reading, and I got to go down there now. Um, and yeah, pretty much every city in town, I'm just going to say really quickly all the towns that, that have bell ceremonies, uh, just so that you get, you go there, don't, don't feel like you're left out. Um, Ulsan, Suwon, Paju, the Imjingak, the Peace yep, not, f- not far from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on the DMG. Be- beautiful area. Mm-hmm, it's gorgeous. Ansan, Chuncheon, Gangneung, Wonju, Buyogun, Chongju, Jeonju. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like everything sounds the same. Chongju, Jeonju, Changwon, Gimhae, um, Jinju, Gyeongju, Andong, Yongdokgun, and of course, Jeju, Jeju City itself. There's bell ceremonies, but this year may not be happening. Yeah. Probably yes. not. Last year, 2020, uh, was uh, the first time since this tradition started in, uh, really started in 53 that uh, they they've not done it instead they they re-ran an, a, another year's ringing <laughs> on TV along with wishes from citizens to like stay safe during COVID um, and mm. 2021 Sean guess what What's that? Mayor Osehun is back and his um mm-hmm. we're back with his weird ideas for <laughs> legacy, trying to create a legacy for himself. He you know, he oh, built the God. islands and he built the islands and in, in the Han, Han River. That, what do you mean the flood the floodlands? The floodlands, yeah, that, that <laughs> no one goes to but was you know is only used as a background for Avengers Age of, Age of Ultron, and it was used for that, or that no one goes there. So you built those, and since no one goes there, so now, <laughs> um, guys, we're going to have the bell ringing in the metaverse. No, we're not. I'm not. <laughs> I ain't doing no such damn thing. We're going to go online, and those of you have, I guess, virtual reality headsets or something, whatever, just... Go meet the mayor. The mayor's going to no. be there. No, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> In the metaverse. No, I do not think so. <laughs> Just going to stay home. Stay home. You can do both. Th- you can do gonna... both, Sean. You no. can do it. No, you can't. You cannot do both. I'm going to be in the Morrissey verse like I always am. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm yeah. doing. So Osehun, he's doing this as this big promise to launch the Metaverse Soul Basic Plan. Now watch this, like someone listening to us 10 years from now and going, yeah, of course, everyone uses it now. Yeah, but right. also, it's Osehun. The guy is just, he loves his boondoggles. <laughs> the Metaverse Soul Basic Plan, which is going to start next year and and this, we do these in spurts. So it's 2022 to 2026. And they're planning on moving a lot of government services into the metaverse. So if you, yeah, rather than going to the the city complaints department, you got to go on the metaverse and complain. I got to put my avatar's angry face on. Yes, you're going to have to do that. You have to get the jumping up and down angry feature, you know. (laughs) Weird, man. That should, we should. If we do a weird, a weird, like, well, that's weird. Part two, 
can expand on that because that's weird. That's just bizarre. That's you know what's you know what's bad, bad though. Even if you check into a restaurant in the Soul Metaverse, the the QR code is still not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't be weird. I totally get that. I was like, oh man, it's normal. Yeah, the the Coov the C O O V app is still not going to work. <laughs> It'd be weird if it did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nah, pretty. That's that's weird. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be doing that though. But anyway, either whichever way they do it, um, the new year has really been viewed as a new start. Really, you know, traditionally, of course, it was the which is the the sol the salad, which is New Year's Day. But New Year's Eve, the lunar New Year's Eve, traditionally was called Satal Gumum. Mm-hmm. And Salal, Sal, Salal is New Year's Day, but the Satal mm-hmm. is is New Year's Eve. Um, so so Dal, tr- in this case, means moon, right? Yeah, yeah. Satal Gumum, and so viewed as a new start. Uh, and the idea of staying up late uh, to celebrate New Year's on um, the Gregorian New Year's Eve, like January thirty first. Uh, December 31st in Korea, um, I argue stems from older Korean traditions and isn't necessarily influenced from Western traditions. Yeah. Cause I don't know anyone in the West that watches sunrises on. Yeah, exactly. What, what, right. How is that an idea of a good, good time is it going up on a cold mountain and when you want to be sleeping and watching the sunrise. So well, I think, right. <laughs> and I think it's not necessarily a good time. It was, an opportunity in the past to begin the new year on the right foot. So, um, which reminds me of a European tradition called first footing, which uh, the first person to enter your home who Mm. wasn't a member of your family uh, gave sign of what your new year was going to be like. And that was called first footing. So Koreans would, would yeah, and still today, very common to go to like the top of Jirisan, yeah, to watch the uh, the sunrise and start off start things off with beauty. I guess like that's the the idea. But doing something auspicious, watching the sunrise is something that's auspicious, and especially in an auspicious place. Mm. But there were traditions in the past um, that involved staying up late on on the the new year, the lunar new year. Such as, um, and, and the, the, some of these are actual like vigils. You had, according to the folk beliefs, you had to stay up late. And one of these was called Kyungshin Suse. Mm-hmm. And um, people would stay up usually until dawn. They'd stay up all night. And not to be confused with Kaiser Soze. No. That's a, thanks for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for mentioning. <laughs> Which is a usual suspect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and the general idea of staying up all night until dawn and doing things like perhaps watching the sunrise and whatnot, uh, may have been more strongly linked to the belief in something called, that's called the Samshi, which means the three corpses or the Mm. three bodies. Now the, 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 the Hancha, the Chinese character, she, that's used here means like a corpse or, or a body. Mm. And then Sam is three. So 
so it's the three corpses, three, three bodies. So this folk belief was an idea that there are three bodies within us. And on the Lunar New Year's Eve or on the New Year's Eve itself, they can leave our bodies and they ascend to meet the Jade Emperor, mm-hmm. the Okwang Sangje. Mm-hmm. And when they meet him, they give a, a record of how the person lived in the previous year. But by the, the Samshi, by the Samshi leaving people's bodies, it was believed it could result in death. Mm. So in order to prevent this, people would stay up all night so the Samshi wouldn't leave their body that night. Oh. And then, but, but by sleeping in the morning when the sun is rising, you would, you, the Samshi wouldn't leave your body. And then the Samshi would not leave to report to the Jade Emperor on other nights of the year, only on the, the, uh, the Satdal Gumla, okay. the, the Lunar New Year's Eve. So this is an old folk tradition related to staying up late on the traditional Lunar New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a way of preventing death. There was also some just a general idea saying that, oh, if you sleep on the lunar on the New Year's Eve, you're going to die. Yeah, like especially an, if, you have a, like, if you have a fan on. <laughs> well, predating electricity, they they would have they would have thought this. Or, or, so, okay, well, okay may, uh, someone with a fan is in the room. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah, with a traditional <clears throat> hand fan, yeah, blowing really, really fast. Yeah, palm um, fronds or something. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and then also kind of linked to this, the staying up late, um, you keep lights on and you would keep lanterns or candles. And then later, like in, for some people today, if they still do it, keeping on electrical lights, um, it invited good fortune by doing that. If you kept mm. a, a candle or a lantern burning on the New Year's Eve, you would have, it, it would bring good fortune going into the new year. Mm. And it could keep away evil spirits trying to enter your home. Along such with your as, cannons. Right. So it's like in some places, the Yaguangui, the glowing ghost. And they'd they'd also uh, light lanterns for the household gods, like the Sungju, which is the central god of the home, the Zhou Wang, um, which is the kitchen god. The King Zhou. King Zhou. Uh, And we talk actually a little bit about the household gods, a a few of them uh, in the deities episode. So these are old folk traditions that, that, that dictated Koreans stay awake on the lunar New Year's Eve. And so my argument is when Koreans started to celebrate the Gregorian New Year's Eve, the idea of staying up to celebrate that New Year's Eve wasn't because that's the way it's done in the West. It's because Koreans are like, oh, this is a, a New Year's Eve as well. Yeah, we're used to staying up late. Mm-hmm. So the idea of just doing this on the on Staying up late on December 31st um, comes directly from Korean culture and not necessarily from Western tradition, not an influence from Western tradition. And it also helps, you know, that it helped create another new year. So we now have three new years. We have three. Yes, we have New Year's Eve. We have three New Year's, January 1st, mm-hmm. Solal. In mm-hmm. March, in March first. Oh, 
How is that a new year though? March uh, that is, that's the fiscal new year. That is the government new year. Oh, Everything okay. starts again on March oh, 1st. We, no. uh, I'm just saying this working with the government and with the private sector, it is impossible to get anything done because I always say, Oh, well, wait till, Oh, everyone's out of the office until the new year. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get back to you then. Then we go back and they go, Oh no, everyone's out of the office until after Solal. Okay, okay. Oh, and then, oh, no, it's the end of the fiscal year. Yeah, um, we can't do anything until the new term starts in March 1st. Boy. <laughs> it's like three months of nothing, two months of nothing going on. It feels like you can't get anything done. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have spoken. <laughs> no, Nothing else to say in the matter. Yeah. <laughs> we'll return to the podcast. After this message, take a walk down the dark alleys of the Forgotten 600 Year History of Bloody Massacres, see the hideaways and morning ghosts. Come face to face with souls' deepest, darkest secrets. What lies under the concrete? Or who? The dark side of soul ghost walk. Now. Do we have so, any recommendations? Yeah, we do. I media, got some I got some, media I got recommendations. Some, some good recommendations. Well, I have recommendations, but also media recommendations. Uh, uh, yeah, so some films, some good films, um, some horror films that are two that kind of revolve around bells. Uh, one is Death Bell. And Death uh, Bell. Yeah, this is a Korean horror film uh, that's set in a school. And it's not a great movie, but I like it a lot. There's, there's something, there's a, there's a charm to this movie that, that I really like. Um, and I recommend it. it it's, it's, it's uh, just a, it's a fun, fun movie. Well-made. Well, but like, it's a well-made cheap movie. I guess I'll, I guess I'll say, <laughs> um, but a lot of, well, there's a, a lot of well-made cheap movies. The hammer films are all cheap mm. uh, and they were very well-made. So, but I like it a lot. So death bell, uh, a silent film, The Bells, 1926. Excellent movie. Uh, that's with um, Barrymore. Um, Lionel Barrymore. This is Drew Barrymore's grandfather. Lionel Barrymore. Isn't that the one who played uh, Mr. Potter and It's a Wonderful Life? One, I don't sounds know. like him. Let me look it know. up. Keep talking. Let me look it, it might, up. It might, be, it might be a Barrymore. It is um, a Barrymore. Okay. Uh, it's probably the the Hollywood Barrymores. They're they're like royalty in in uh, going way back to the silent era in Hollywood. So yeah. uh, another one I recommend is called Ghost Keeper. That's a great movie. Very little known. A lot of people don't know it. It's a it's set on on uh, this is a New Year's Eve movie. It's set on on New Year's Eve where a couple of people get trapped uh-huh. and they have to uh, kind of figure out what's going on. And that's also like a good cheap movie. It's a B movie. Great fun. Did you say it was Lionel Barrymore? Yeah. That is Mr. Potter. It's one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Good. He was probably, he was quite old by then. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Makeup too. Yeah. Yeah. hmm. Yeah. He was pretty old. He's born in 1878. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So like I, 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 if I'm remembering right, I I don't think Drew Barrymore even met him. No, no. Cause he died and died in 54. Right. There you go. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, and then um, 
the uh, another one that I'll another silent film that I'll recommend is the Phantom Carriage, um, also called uh, uh, Thy Soul Shall Bear Witness. Mm. Um, great film. It's a, it's a Swedish film, if I'm remembering right. Um, also silent film takes place on new year's eve it was released on new year's eve 19 something blanking on the year but it was released on new year's eve um and if you want to see where all of the ideas for um for the shining came from not all of mm. them but you know most it came from the the book of course but although it's it's it strays pretty far from the book um but a lot of the filming ideas like the scenes um and where um um geez, what's his name the director um kubrick oh stanley where, kubrick yeah yeah where kubrick got a ton of his his um his ideas especially the most famous scene in the shining the axe scene it's taken almost shot for shot from the, the movie, the phantom carriage. And oh, really? um, yeah. Yeah. So great, great movie too. Just a lot of fun, but it's a silent movie and people tend to not want to watch silent films because they're, they're losers. <laughs> um, but no, they, they, they just, for some reason, they, they, I don't know. They just, they, they're prejudiced against silent films. They prejudge them. So but great movie, and it's probably on YouTube for free because it's it's movies almost a hundred years old. So, uh, and this one more, Rosemary's Baby. I usually oh, don't. Okay. Yeah, I usually don't. I usually don't recommend very famous films. Sometimes I do, um, but I recommend Rosemary's Baby because um, it's set around Christmas and New Year's, and uh, that's a little bit significant to the the narrative. So, and people tend to forget, I, I, I find that people tend to forget that it's, it's kind of a, a crisp, it's a holiday movie. <laughs> um, if, if, um, if Die Hard can, if people can argue that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. then I can argue that Rosemary's Baby is a, is a Christmas New Year's movie as well. Because mm. actually the setting makes the, the time of the year is important. To the, to the film where Die Hard could have happened at Easter and it wouldn't have changed anything. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, but anyway, those are the movies: Death Bell, The Bells, Ghost Keeper, The Phantom Carriage, and Rosemary's Baby. I think it's funny that you suggested a silent movie named The Bells. That's right. Yeah, it's it's, an, it's a really good movie too. Let, yeah, let that, just let that soak in. Mm. Hey, do I have any listener mail? We do. We have a very nice one. Uh, from Kate J via TripAdvisor. And this is a review of the tour. She did the tour just recently. As Joe said, the tours have kind of been coming back since uh, the beginning of October. Right, Joe? Yep. Up until now. Like I, yep. I've had pretty steady. Even, yeah. Even this month, we've, we've been pretty going pretty, pretty well. So Kate J says of the tour via TripAdvisor, this tour couldn't have been better. This tour is the perfect blend of skin-prickling sensations and curiosity-inciting lore. You'll walk away not with feelings of terror, but more so a deep appreciation for Korean folklore in history. If you are looking for a chilled way to spend an evening and want to learn something also, then sign up for this tour immediately. 
So thank, thank you, Kate, for your for joining the tour and for your your very kind review. And that was a five star review. That was great, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you want to take the tour, yeah, go to darksideofsoul.com and uh, check out our tour schedule. And you can just book and pay for it on the site. Awesome. So, um, yeah, reminder, we still have the comic out there. Working on the new one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to thank Sodak-san for our opening and closing music, which you can find on Bandcamp under Deji Digital. Uh, we'd like to thank our top-tier patrons, which you too can be a patron, starting at just five dollars a month at Patreon, Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash Dark Side of Soul. Top tier patrons: uh, Angel Earl, Joel Bonamini, Sharon Cullen, Devin Hifner, Minsuk Lee, Jane Hargrave, Sarah Ford, Alex Radia, Ryan Barkabal, Ashley Rigby, Gabby Palomino. Steve Marsh and Chad Strauss. Thank you for joining your fun little group. Mm. All right, Sean. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. Say hey, Pokemani Padaseo. Say hey, Pokemani Padaseo. <laughs> Until next year, stay spooky. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Mm-hmm.